Okay, three, two, <laughs> one. All right, welcome to episode 121 of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. This week we are doing something pretty fun, kind of what Matt and I did, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago, where we ranked songs, but this week it's going to be very Adrian Smith-centric. So keeping with having an Adrian Smith-centric ranking, I wanted to bring on one of the biggest Adrian Smith fans that I know of. All-encompassing Adrian Smith fan here with a nickname that is going to be thrust upon her right now. <laughs> I present to you Kirsty. Princess of Oxfordshire. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I and I told her I had to um I had to do some snooping on her dad's Facebook page because I was like, I'm pretty sure she said Oxfordshire, but I know his page said he was where he was from. So your your dad, the uh Tony Iomi lookalike from the 70s. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Oh, you're such a stalker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though, uh, and I know you've told me that your dad listened a little bit. And I, when I saw that picture, I was like, man, I wish my dad would look that cool in the 70s. <laughs> yep, it's pretty cool. Standing. Introduced me to lots of good tunes yeah, as well. Playing a bass in, in, front of a, in front of like a double Marshall stack. And, and he's the guy who introduced you to Iron Maiden. Yeah, that's right. That is cool. That is really cool. So... Thank you. Um, I don't know. I'll just call him uh, Mr. Prince. <laughs> so, oh, you know, I should have called you the Fresh Prince of Oxfordshire. <laughs> yes. You like that better? Or, but the Fresh Princess. The Fresh. I don't know. That's where I lost it because I was going to call you. You need to do some more work, don't you? I know. I was going to call you. I was going to call you Prince of Oxfordshire, but I was like, wait, a prince is a boy and a princess is a girl. So. Um, uh, what was there was a okay so what we normally do is we talk about music that we've listened to and podcasts that we've listened to so I'm going to ask you Kirsty what have you been listening to in the past week well um, as you know I've been I've been on vacation I've been very lucky so I've been spending lots of time with my family which means I've been on my own to full albums okay but when we went away. Um, I was in my husband's car, so I had to listen to his CDs. And luckily, he's got Tool, Anima by Tool, which okay. I really enjoyed. I don't normally listen to that. I only listen to it in his car. Mm-hmm. He had Master of Puppets by Metallica. Okay. And he had um, Faith No More, Angel Dust, and oh. Audio Slave. So that was all really great. Yeah. He also had Moby, which is all right, and Coldplay, which makes me want to eject it, chuck it out the window. <laughs> Which album by Moby? Play. Play. The one with all the things from the adverts in it. Basically. I had that at one time a long time ago. And it's it's a, that's kind of an interesting listen. I feel like everybody had it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um is that is that all is that all? Yeah, it's, it's a six C D changer. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, I yeah. gotcha. So and I as you know, I wanted to take some Aussie to listen to. Yes. Then I downloaded the um, Spotify playlist, which was just a big random bag of everything. There was yeah. like over three hours. Okay. 
Um, cause I, I just thought of it just as I was about to leave. So I didn't have time to make one for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously I didn't get through it, but, uh, well, if he's got master yeah, of puppets well, and he's got angel yeah. dust, those are both excellent albums in my opinion. Yeah, so. absolutely. And Tool, yeah, kept, uh, yeah, I've never got into tool. I, I like, I, like I hear bits and pieces of them that I think are good that I like, but mm-hmm. not enough that I can. It's th- kind of, hard to separate all the different songs on it isn't it but if i'm driving his car and that means i'm going a long way and i get quite nervous on the country roads with all the road trains and then i feel like really relaxed while that's on okay okay that's cool well me i listened to a few different things this week um i listened to screaming for vengeance by judas priest I listened to uh, the the same uh, album I listened to last week, the Nativity in Black, the uh, tribute album that came out in the mid-90s, which has some really cool stuff on it. Um, and I think even – I'm trying to think if some of the guys in Tool might be on that album somewhere in one of the bands that has a weird name that nobody knows who they are. I th- maybe. Okay. Maybe. Sorry, I can't help you out there. Yeah, that's okay. Um, Today, I listened to an album that I had to be the first time in, um, I can't even remember the last time I listened to it. It had to be in the 90s, probably. It was by White Zombie. Uh, It was La Sexorcisto Devil Music Volume 1, which was their kind of break, their breakthrough album, I guess, that Beavis and Butthead made so popular or helped make popular. And I hadn't heard it in ages, so I the other day I had a craving for it, and I so I had to go download it and listen to it, and it was it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. And uh, let's see, there's a band I haven't listened, another band I haven't listened to in a long time that you probably haven't heard of, but they were called Project Eighty Six, and I listened to an album by them called And the Rest Will Follow. They were kind of along the lines of a Rage Against the Machine sound a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll um, give that a go. Yeah, yeah, and let's see. Um, one other album I listened to a lot was by Black Sabbath. Um, I watched a documentary, uh, like a half-hour documentary that um, the Sabbath Bloody Podcast guy posted, and it was a thirty-minute doc about sabotage, the kind of the making of it and what was going on around that time with them. And I listened to it, and I kept hearing all the songs and going, "Man, I need to hear this album. I need to hear this album." And so I had that album on kind of nonstop over the last couple of days other than when I put on the white zombie album today. So, and oh, good. Um, go ahead. Did you listen? Um, I did send you a message about the, the Lord EP. I had list, did manage to find time to fit I, an EP in. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the Australian band and they've done blood red skies by Judas priest and Stratego by Iron Maiden. I did listen and to Stratego. I did hear There's the Stratego. There's a podcast at the end as well, if you download it, where they talk about, because one of the guys in the band has a podcast. Okay, okay. Um, called the Andy Social Network. <laughs> he's good. And he's called Andy Dowling. Okay. And they talk about Iron Maiden and what made them want to do the cover of Stratego, because they've already done Judas Be My Guide in the past. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. I thought that's a yeah. really, that's, a, that's an I've, obscure one. I bought their whole covers album. It's got so much good stuff on it. Even like Kylie and Aha sound amazing on there. So 
when I made, because um, it was my birthday a few months back, I made a party playlist. Okay. And I thought, well, people are going to like 80s songs, but um, a lot of the time I put their version on. Just sure. so it was something to me as well. Do they make it heavier? Like like if they take an yeah, aha definitely. song? They, okay, yeah. cool. And, um, and even I've got, they did uh, Runaway by Bon Jovi. Okay. And I've got the guitar solo that they played on that as my ringtone. Ah, okay, okay. And when everybody, whenever my phone rings, people say, are you deaf? Because I've got it up so loud. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, um, as far as podcasts go, I'll tell you what I listen to. I actually listen to a fair amount of podcasts. I listen to uh, uh, Feckin' Metal. He did one about the Judas Priest situation, which is funny because not too long before we were talking, okay, the, there's a Judas Priest facebook page that i'm on and it, i don't think it's the band directly but it's whatever it is it's a fan page and there's been a hundred posts in the last two or three days about the fact that they were going to tour as a four-piece band well yes. right before i got on there's a new announcement saying oh no we're going to bring that guy back and tour with him now <laughs> so i was like wow okay, that, that was quick that was a quick turnaround on that situation which is i i kind of feel like they are a little more swayed by the public persona, you know, whereas Maiden does things and they just say, you don't like us playing the full album. You don't like us playing the whole matter of life and death album. And then they give Bruce a sign, play the classics. He rips it in half, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, but which I think is good. Obviously, It's going to be much better with five piece, isn't it? So I think it would have been interesting Mm -hmm. to hear it just to see what they did because they're going to be playing if all goes down still, they're supposed to be playing in Dallas here in about two and a half months. And okay. I want to go. There's still tickets, reasonably priced tickets available still. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that me and Sarah can go to that one. Yeah, um, fingers crossed that goes ahead. That should be good. Yeah, yeah. And I, funny enough, the, the, the uh, Maiden, uh, oh, the Iron Maidens, the female band, they are playing in Dallas tomorrow night, but I'm, I have to work on Monday. I have a short weekend this weekend, so I'm not going to be able to go, which is frustrating. I have tickets to see them in two weeks, but I'm I'm 100% certain that that's going to be cancelled. So, yeah, well, yeah. or postponed, hopefully. Yeah, probably postponed. Um, I mean, I've had those tickets for about two years now. Mm, <laughs> that's frustrating. It. That's frustrating. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I also listened to uh, Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast, his Holy Smoke episode. Yes, so, so did I. How did you, let me ask you this. How do you like the introduction of the uh, getting jiggy with it segment? <laughs> I oh, like yeah, that. It's my absolute favorite thing, except I was wandering around the house and I had the song getting jiggy with it in my head, which you, is that's the slightly annoying after a while. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I like the way he makes Yannick talk. As well. Say again. Yannick's accent. He's from the Northeast of England. Uh-huh. Um, like my mum and her family. And um, so I've always really liked that accent. I think he's nailed it pretty well. <laughs> That's good. I, I just think it's funny because he just say I don't know. Just I, I don't know. I don't know Yannick's voice enough. And it just cracks me up every time he starts talking. It just sounds so excited and everything. It's funny. Yep. Yep. That's Yannick. Oh, yeah. Let's see, I've never uh, seen anyone that looks happier at their work. Man. You, maybe Dave Murray. Except- maybe. They Murray just smiles, chilled out, kind of a way. Yeah, true, true. Um, another podcast I listened to was uh, Potter Than Hell. Uh, it was called A Dose of Hard Rock and Heavy Metal, and it was 
it's really interesting because they they play each guy. There's there was four guys on, and each guy makes a playlist of ten songs around a certain theme usually, and so they're talking about all of these different songs, and I'm listening to it, and I'm going, this is pretty interesting because I tend to focus really strictly on certain things. And and I think us talking about what we listen to does add an element of variety. But it's cool to hear just hear them talk about it and what they like and dislike. And 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 there's each guy, like let's say I make a list, all three of the other guys tell you what they think of all the songs on your list too, which I think is it's unique. So but okay. that was a good listen. Uh, I listened to a Shout It Out Loud cast, which is a KISS podcast, and they did the album Love Gun by KISS. Uh, that was a very interesting listen. It was fun. Uh, let's see here. What else did I listen to? I listened to uh, one that I talked about before, uh, the Twilight Zone podcast. And yep. it, it was an episode called In Praise of Pip, which is a which is a really interesting episode. Um. Uh, because he just reenacts, the, he doesn't reenact it, but he talks about you know each episode and goes through it. And I haven't seen that episode in a while, but as a dad, hearing him talk about the episode almost made me emotional because it's about a dad losing his, almost losing his child, and and just the emotions that go along with it. And so, uh, and then lastly, I listened to, I just found it yesterday. Uh, talk is Jericho, an hour with Bruce Dickinson. So. He interviewed Bruce for a full hour, and Bruce said some things about the upcoming Senju- or Matter oh, <laughs> Legacy of the, the Beast tour. tour. Did you yeah. happen to hear that interview yet? Do you know what? Um, I started to listen to it, and um, I didn't get to the end, but I know what I guess you were getting at when you shared it. Mm, you mean about the uh, tour, about the songs yeah. that we're going to play? Yeah. Yeah, he because he mentioned. I mean, if anyone hasn't heard it, he says they're. And I don't think there's anything spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear it, fast forward right now. <laughs> but he says they're going to play probably the first three songs. They're going to add those to the show, which I think is interesting. Excellent. So, so what do they take out of the show, though? That's that's the real kicker. I tend to think that they'll probably remove either. What what am I thinking here? Uh, uh, oh, the song, <laughs> the song from Virtual Eleven, um, the Scottish person song. Oh, the Clansman. <laughs> yeah, the, I was thinking they might take out because they did for the greater good of God, didn't they? They did that, you know. Yeah, it's not that. Popular I would rather amongst I, the general public, is it? You know, uh, maybe this is, hardcore Iron Maiden fans, but yeah, I think this would be shocking for someone to hear me say, but I would rather them take out for the greater good of God. And still get to hear um, "Sign of the Cross." Yeah. So, but I love "For the Greater Good of God" as well. I know, but "Sign of the Cross" that's pretty special. It it really is. It really is. But "Senjutsu" is an eight and a half minute song. "Writing on the Wall" is like a six minute song, and then the other one, "Stratego," is a five minute song. So you got what is that? Four. That's twenty. You got to take. Got to get rid of twenty minutes of music. So. You figure the Klansman and for the greater good of God would take care of most of that? Yeah, I should think so, yeah. So, at least he left that up in the air. He didn't say what that was. But he also mentioned that when they do the proper tour of Senjutsu, they want to play the full album. Which which is a couple of things, right? A, that means 
they're thinking already of another tour past this Legacy of the Beast tour. And I believe that the shows that went on sale, you know, the, like we bought tickets to a show in September. I believe that is Legacy of the Beast still, right? Yeah. Mm. I would rather them come out and say, hey, these are not Legacy of the Beast shows. These are going to be Senjutsu tour shows. So, because I would well, like. Well, I don't care because I'm in Australia. They've not been here since 2016. And I would go and watch them. Sure, play sure, sure. All of Fear of the Dark of Virtual Eleven. Quite <laughs> <happy>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with whatever they want to do, but I would, if I had my choice, I would rather see the full Senjutsu album and get rid of a bunch of the songs from Legacy of the Beast just because you know they're going to record it and then we'll get a live version of all of those songs. And then they'll say as a special, if you, you know, buy it in the first, you know, and for only nineteen ninety five more, you get a free download of the Matter of Life and Death Tour. <laughs> so that would be brilliant. Oh, it would be so. I've, now I've mentioned a few podcasts that you you said you listened to as well. Did you listen to yeah, any other right. podcasts? Uh, yeah, as I said, it's been a week. I kind of started them and not finished them because I started the <laughs> Talk is Jericho one. Okay, I've listened to him before. He's pretty good. I've, yeah, he's done an interview with Adrian Smith back in the day, so okay. of course I've heard that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't make it all the way to the end of the Bruce one. And I've also started listening to the feckin' check-in. Okay. Um, but they seem to have taken a leaf out of your book and done a two-hour episode. Oh, so wow. So I haven't finished that one yet either. Okay, okay. Well, that, so that's a two-hour episode is what I refer to as a short episode these days. <laughs> I know. Well, the reason why I, um, I said I hadn't had much time to listen to music or podcasts, but I did manage to fit your three and a half hours. Wow. Wow. That would account for it, wouldn't it? Yeah, that that, that makes up for a lot. Of course, as a patron, I'd listened to the Paul interview before. So I didn't have to listen to that bit. But you got got the other bits because he messaged me privately after it came out and he listened to it and he said, oh, I didn't, and I'm not going to say what it is because I edited it out for a reason, but he said, oh, I was hoping to hear the the part at the end where we got into some American things that involved politics a little bit. Ah. So he was asking me about that. And I just said, uh, I didn't even respond to it, but I just, I was thinking about it today. I thought I need to tell him cause I never told him what I did. I was like, well, the Patreon people got to hear it, <laughs> but. Well, it's a politics free zone generally, isn't it? Yes, pretty much. I, I try to, except when I ranted a little bit last week, I got a little, I, I got close to it, but not, you know, I think I think what I was doing was 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 giving out reason, and there's not a lot of yeah. reason in politics. <laughs> so, um, okay, so I think Kirsty, now it's time for a little bit of audience participation, and I only put out one episode last week, which is the one we just mentioned, and the name of that episode was. Talking Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast and much, much more. Oh, you know what? I, I got to find this one real quick. I forgot somebody somebody shared my podcast in a weird, not a weird way, but in a way that I didn't see it. Uh, where's that at? Uh, okay. Before I get into that, actually, last week, before right when we recorded, someone, uh, someone shared the podcast um, that I did 
with Matt, where we were talking, where I said we're talking maiden, but not that talking maiden. Um, Tammy Higgins from Southern New Hampshire in the States shared it, and I didn't get to thank her, so thank you, Tammy. Um, and I do believe uh, that I could have swore that Anthony shared it, uh, my buddy Anthony in San Antonio, but I can't find it. And if you did, Anthony, uh, thank you. I just don't see it on my phone right now. Um, okay, so the people that shared that, uh, you know, speaking of things that take a long time to read, the first person takes a long time to read because he has so many nicknames. Uh, the Headmaster, The Weekend Warrior, Husband of Sonya, Georgie's Dad, The Man of Many Nicknames, Lord Andrew of Sussex, Andrew Whitnall near Melbourne, Australia, shared it. Thank you. Uh, his Royal Dudeness, Dave in the USA, New York State, to be exact. I did get that confirmed. Uh, Jesse, the Delivery Guy in Illinois, he shared uh, the Sassanac in Falkirk, Scotland, UK, my buddy Andy. Did you ever go to Falkirk while you lived in the UK? No, never. Okay. Did you ever go to Scotland? Yeah, I've been to Scotland, okay. but um, only as far as Edinburgh. Okay, okay. Um, Amy Lee Freedom, W1, in the Kingdom Baby, which I assume means the United Kingdom. Uh, she's never told me. Um, the Liverpool Scouser, Don McIntyre as well as another Scouser, David Laird in Liverpool, England. So we have a couple, three Queet quotes of the week. Um, a person, a guy he, he shared last week as well. His name is Thane of the Woods in Indiana, USA. He said, hyped, lots to discuss, ready for a listen. Thanks again to all of you guys for for the content kicking off this wonderful 2022. Thank you, sir. Um, Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast in Birmingham, England, UK. He said, here's some chat about the podcast, Iron Maiden, and we also find out what pudding Uncle Steve thinks the parchment would be. I <laughs> know, you made a pudding up, didn't you? I did. I think I said like some banana with marshmallow cream or something. He goes, have you had that before? I'm like, I uh, just made that up. I don't know. I thought he, that's kind of what I thought he was going for was just, and and I, I wasn't prepared for that question. He, you know, we had, I had talked to him about, you know, I said, Hey, if you want, we, I want to make it inter interactive. And so come up with some questions if you, you know, to just so we can kind of have a back and forth about it instead of just me asking you all the questions. And, but that was not a question I was really expecting. So <laughs> Well, I'm surprised. It's like you've never listened. <laughs> this what now? It's because there's quite a lot of talk about pudding on Wednesday. Yeah, Maiden but I wasn't out. expecting him to ask me what pudding I thought the parchment was. <laughs> <laughs> it just threw me. I was like, um, banana. I mean, banana pudding. Banana pudding's excellent, you know. But then I—that's the only thing. I, that's my dessert. If I make a dessert, I make banana pudding, and I make it really, really. I make a really excellent banana pudding. And how do you make it in real life? How how would I make it in real life? The pudding? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I would get some. Oh gosh, I haven't made it in a while. It's basically it's uh, there's a certain brand of uh, heavy not heavy. Okay, I use heavy whipping cream. Uh, 
banana pudding that is uh, instant banana pudding, I believe. And um, what is that stuff I'm trying to think of? Uh, con- not mil- uh, Some kind of milk. Uh, condensed milk? Maybe. Is that the stuff that- Condensed that's- or evaporated. Probably condensed. Is that the really thick stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really sweet. Yes, yes. I use that. And there's a certain, whatever brand it is, I the it's Eagle brand milk. It's Eagle Brand condensed milk, and it's the it's their it's their banana pudding recipe, and it, it's you know, and then you mix in uh, wafers and bananas, and it is excellent, excellent, excellent. So, I remember here, here's a, a a random story. When I was in my mid twenties, my mom used to always make banana pudding, and I had gotten a job, and at Christmas one year, they had a big you know kind of a, a Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving you know at work, and this lady came in. Older, an older lady who had to have been in her fifties at that point, early fifties. <laughs> now, now, like she was a young lady back then. <laughs> she certainly was. <laughs> yeah, but she she made this banana pudding, and it was from this. It's the same one I make, and I remember tasting it, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Like it was so good, and I remember I, I you know, think of think of being like a twenty five year old guy, or and I went up and I asked her, "I'm this long haired twenty five year old dude." I'm like, can you give me the banana pudding recipe? That is delicious. You know, and, and she gave it to me. And so I remember I, I was talking to my mom on the phone and I just said, I had the most delicious banana pudding today that I've ever had in my life. And she goes, well, not as good as mine. And I said, yours doesn't even hold a candle to it. <laughs> so it was, <gasps> yeah. And, and then, it, so you know what she said to that, right? She said, you're grounded even though you're in your twenties. <laughs> she said, no, she said, I want the recipe. I said, okay, I'll give it to you. So, cool. so yeah, that was um, that's the one uh, dessert I've I've made a few other desserts occasionally, but that's my like go to if I am going to make one. So, um, and I had one more uh, tweet quote from our friend in Garva, Northern Ireland, the Honorable Councillor Richard Holmes of the Ulster Unionist Party, and I don't know if you know this, Kirsty, but he is the only officially recognized politician. Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, where we don't do politics. <laughs> so he fits in really good here. Um, his says, not so much a Frey Bentos steak and gravy pie as a seared scallops followed by prime Northern Irish sirloin steak, apple pie with fresh cream and a selection of farmhouse Irish cheeses meal. Keep up the great work, Wayne and Steve. And um, first, let me say also, Steve Ritchie of Metal Talk in Willem Green, UK, also shared this, also shared the counselor's post, which was sharing the podcast. And first off, have you ever been to Willem Green in the UK? Have you ever heard of that? No, I've got no idea where that okay. is. Okay. I believe it's in England. Sorry. <laughs> I believe it's in England. I looked it up, but I can't it remember. It sounds that. English, definitely. It does. But because when I read his tweet quote, I thought it made me hungry when I read it. I thought, God, that sounds delicious. So because he made my mouth water, <laughs> the honorable counselor is our tweet quote of the week. Yay. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> What was that from that movie? You did it. Congratulations. You know, in, in uh, your movie, in your movie, the coffee. No. You did it. What? Congratulations. The best coffee in the world. Oh, yes. In Elf. In Elf. Yeah. 
right. I was trying to remember what I was where it was coming from, and I started saying it. And then as soon as I said, it, I remember he walks in, and he's mm. just like, like, "World's best coffee." <laughs> yeah, world. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. So okay. Now the real, real, the real reason we are here is because a couple weeks ago Matt and I ranked some songs. And I believe we, I can't remember, we, we we did Dave Murray songs, any song that Dave Murray had been a part of, and yep. any song that Yannick had been a part of writing. And we had a lot of fun with that. And I thought, why not do it again? Because there's three other lists of songs where there's at least 10 of them. And I thought if there's 10, then we can rank them at least one to 10. And me and you are going to go over two of them. But both of these lists involve Adrian Smith. So the two. Yeah. The two- do you know what? I would have found it a lot easier to do Yannick or Dave because mm. I like all these Adrian songs, but Yannick and Dave have done some things that I'm not really into. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask a, a question, just a, gener- a general question over the two lists first. Which list did you think contained the better songs, the Smith Dickinson or the Smith Harris? Oh, Smith Dickinson, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I found easier, maybe actually. I thought every song on the Smith Dickinson list was really good, or at least, you know, there's a few on the, uh, it, it, I'll just say it wasn't hard to choose my bottom three on the, because uh, there's 11 songs on the Smith Harris. So there's yeah the, the three lowest ones I, I originally Yours thought it might be the same as mine, but um, it might be. Yeah, it was. <laughs> mm. There might be a couple of the same in there. Yeah, even the fourth, the the fourth. I I just didn't think like to me there was a a few really strong ones, and then a lot of them that I like but are not nearly as strong. So is what I thought. Mm. So so we will start with. Would you rather? You know what? I think the Smith Dickinson is a little more. Uh, climactic. So let's go with uh, Smith Harris list first. Okay. So we will start. And I was requested by our official politician to do this in reverse order because he said reading out, num- waiting for number 11 isn't very uh, exciting. <laughs> so, He's quite right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I guess I thought it was exciting though because I thought once you get down there, you're going to find out, you're going to go, oh, wait a minute. So this one didn't even make the top 10. <laughs> so, but, yeah, but this was a list of 11, and they're all going to make it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so we'll start with Smith-Harris, and I'll let you go first on your number 11. Okay, so I've argued with you time and time again and told you what a great song this is when you've been disrespecting it, oh. but it still only made my number 11. It's Tears of a Clown. Oh, okay. <laughs> you had me thinking it was going to be something <laughs> else. Okay. Okay, well, um, on... My number 11, you will be really surprised to know, Kirsty, that Tears of a Clown made it to number 11. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what about your number 10? Um, it's When the River Runs Deep. Um, I do like this. The intro is pretty unnecessary. But the best thing in this like, is Adrian Solo, which I had to play back again when I first heard it. Okay. Okay. Overall, yeah, it's number 10. Okay. Well, in my list here, um, when the river runs deep is number 10. (laughs) So yeah, I, I, I 
you know, I had to play it because it's, it's, I mean, I'm familiar with the song I've listened to book of souls enough times, but I was, as I was putting this list together about 30 minutes before we, we talked, I, you know, it was pretty quick. And and I want to preface that, that these songs might change order a little bit at some point, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, but it doesn't really matter, does it? It's not going to affect the world if we right, right, put it right. in this order today. Right. Right. So when I, but I went back and I listened to when the river runs deep a little bit, just the, the intro of it. And when the intro started, I was just like, mm. the intro is pretty rough. And, th- yeah. but then it comes in with a cool riff. And there's some there's some good things about the song that I like, but I just was like, eh. Trying and like I said, I'm looking through all the songs and just going, okay, this, this, this. And I was really surprised at where some of these li- these some of these songs landed for me. So, mm. number nine, Kirsty, what do you have at number nine? I've got Fallen Angel, mm. but I do like it. Okay, okay. Uh, it's got to be number nine. Something has to be number nine, and for me. Number nine is Wildest Dreams. You got it. <laughs> it's Wildest Dreams. <laughs> so, um, okay. Originally, I mean, I I would have thought Wildest Dreams would have been number eleven. And originally, I started out my list with just putting it at the bottom. And then I, when I started going through those, and I was like, Nah, Tears of a Clown and When the River Runs Deep are definitely. Um, I don't hate Wildest Dreams. It's just not a favorite. Mm. So. So number well, eight. I've got it as number eight, Wildest Dreams. Okay, okay. Well, for me, we, we just did a flip-flop because for me, number eight is Fallen Angel. Okay. So I, I like the Fallen Angel, but... Mm, and Not as much. Yeah, and you know something I thought was funny about, and I didn't really realize this, but there are no Smith-Harris songs in the classic era. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because at first I thought, oh, you've just picked things from the current mm-hmm. lineup, but no. Yeah, it's it's really odd. Now there are there are songs where Smith, anytime Smith wrote with Harris, it was also with Bruce. Mm-hmm. So so they did write together, but Bruce was always there too. Maybe he had to. Maybe Bruce was the one keeping the peace, or maybe Adrian had to keep the peace between Bruce and Steve. <laughs> that yeah, that sounds more like it actually. So yeah. Okay, so let's see. We've done 11, 10, 9, and 8. What is your number 7? Now, here's where it's going to get interesting because I think these a lot of these songs I could have put all over the place, and I think I know what your number sure. 8 or 7 is going to be, but I don't, it's not going to be mine. I bet you don't. Um, I've got Satellite 15, The Final Frontier. You didn't think it was that, did you? That is exactly what I thought. I glanced at my list really Shut fast, up. and I said, <laughs> I said she's going to have The Final Frontier right here. So, uh, You know, I love this. Um and the intro is really unique. It sounds like a movie soundtrack. It does. It's uh, what I wish I could do, like, like most people, is to be able to separate the two. Yeah, yeah. I like them together, actually. I mean, I I wish they were split, but I don't think yeah. I would skip. I like them together, but I'd like to have the option. Yeah, sure, sure. I I remember hearing this for the first time, hearing Satellite 15 and just being like, what on earth happened to this band? Like they, they went off the deep end here. This is nothing like, you know, and, but as, as it grew on me, like Bruce, to me, he sells it. He sells that character, you know, that's stuck up in outer space, you know. Absolutely. You know, what's weird is that that's Adrian's demo on the beginning, which he brought in thinking that they would record it. So you're just listening to his drum machine. Uh-huh. 
And I'm, I always wondered what it would have been like if they had actually recorded it oh, themselves. Wow. I did not know that. But that's why I have you here, because you are the Adrian fan. So, And I like Adrian. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but you're a big fan. So, yeah. Like you even listen to Primal Rock Rebellion. You're a big fan. <laughs> and it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So for me, my number seven, and this was tough because I think personally, I think from seven up, everything is uh, a, a good bit better than eight down. Yeah. So, and this was a tough one. This is a song that I heard on the Book of Souls tour. It is The Great Unknown. And I think The Great Unknown is a really, really good song. I like it a lot. But I pro and, and honestly, I could have sw I could swap that for where satellite. Yeah, I know how much you like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that on the that was that was track three when we did that track three thing. I remember I was kind of yeah. I think it kept moving up my list. The more I would listen to it, I was just like, God, this is a really good song. So mm. So number six, I, I think my number six is going to surprise you, but what is your number six? It's Mother of Mercy. Oh. Is that, it's not the same as yours. Oh, wow. You, you, you probably got it number one. <laughs> um, <laughs> you remember how much I like that one too, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because it's, um, it's very matter of life and death, isn't yes, it? Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Very war. Yeah, very much so. Um, my number six, speaking of a matter of life and death... My number six is Different World. Okay. Which kind of surprised me that I stuck it that low whenever I was, because I there's a couple of other songs that I thought were going to go lower than that. But but Different World, I like it a lot, but it made it to number six. Yep. <clears throat> now, number five, Kirsty, what did you put at number uh, five? I've got Sinjutsu at number five. Okay, okay. So, Pretty unique song, isn't it? I love the drums on that. It's anthemic, oh, and yeah. but it's got to be number five because something has to. Strangely enough, I like the other songs more. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> my think. my number five is Satellite Fifteen, Final Frontier. Okay, which we've already discussed, but oh. I honestly, I, I I really looking at my list, I feel like the Great Unknown. I could have probably slipped the Great Unknown all the way up to number four. So, because mm. I could have put the Great Unknown up to four and moved everything down one notch and still been happy with this list. So the great unknown moved around a bit for me when I was doing this. Yeah. I <laughs> just don't know what I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so we are at, uh, that was my number, number five. Four. So your number four is, is different world. Okay. Okay. I just love singing along to this in the car. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good start to a good album. Oh yeah. yeah for sure. For me, my number four, and I was surprised by number four. I, when I went and listened to this before I was when I was just kind of going, okay, let me let me scan through this song real quick just to make sure I know what I'm doing. My number four is Isle of Avalon. Okay. Really, really. It's, there's a lot of things going on in that song. It's really, really good. And it, I used to always say it reminded me of Rush. Yeah. So, and I'm not a Rush fan, but musically, yeah, very proggy. musically, yeah, musically Rush is a, I really like, so. So number three, Kirsty. We're getting now. We're getting into the top, yep. the top three here. This is the nitty gritty. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I've got the great unknown at number three. Great unknown. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Cannot argue that Showcases one. Showcases all the guitarists really well. Yeah, it's a good one. Really good one. Now, I have a feeling that. Well, I don't have a feeling, Kirsty. I'm. I would bet. 
a lot of money right now that our number one is going to be the same. <laughs> but yep. uh, I know our I know our number two and three aren't be, uh, because uh, you've already said your number three and two that are mine. So mm. or you've already said yours that are mine. So my number three is Senjutsu. I put Senjutsu at number okay. three because, like you said, it starts with the drums. I think Bruce sounds really – did you hear where Bruce – kind of sung a little bit of Senjutsu on the Chris Jericho podcast. Yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. It was really cool just hearing him sing a little bit. And I got to admit, my, my excitement level for going to see Bruce do his solo thing is really uh, amped yeah, up. Yeah, because he will sing. Yeah, he will sing. and I've, I've, I've seen him on YouTube and he sings every night. Well, plus what he said, did you did you see what he said about the, the writing on the wall video, how they're going to play it? Yeah. That's really cool, too. So, Oh, I should have said spoiler alert. Sorry. I don't think that's much of a spoiler. Yeah, but that's <laughs> cool because he said they were going to have it, and, and he said, you'll see a lot of things. I thought, I'm going to have to watch that video a few more times. I've only seen the video once. so. Oh, yeah, because um, I don't often watch the video myself. I just like to play it. But Yeah, I want to watch it so I can – look for everything I can find. And then, cause he said, you'll see things in the video that you wouldn't have seen normally. So I said, okay. There are of course websites where you can read everything read that everything, somebody's yeah. found. Yeah. Yeah. After you've done it yourself. Right. Right. So number two for you is. For me is Isle of Avalon. Wow. The first time I heard this, I just could not stop playing it. I just thought it was just so different. Yeah. The beautiful proggy instrumental. I just got hugely into this, and, um, and it's still my number two. Okay. Yeah, I was – it took me a while to get into Isle of Avalon. I didn't like it at first. So, But as the more I've heard it, it's grown on me. And like I said, when I listened through it today, I thought, man, I haven't listened to The Final Frontier in a, in a pretty good amount of time right now. And I thought, I need to probably rectify that pretty soon. So my number two – fabulous. Huh? Album. It's a fabulous album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My number two is a track that you mentioned earlier, Mother of Mercy. It has the, to me, that song would have really fit in well on A Matter of Life and Death. Really, really well. So I, that's one of my favorites on The Final Frontier. I, it really uh, irritates me that they didn't play it live, too. Because every other album they've done, they did the first three songs from, I believe. So, well, did they do it on? Wait, what's number three on? No, three of Dance of Death is No More Lies. So, yeah, they played that. So, yep. Every other album number three got played except Mother of Mercy, which is disappointing to me. So, that's okay, though. It's, I think it's a hard one to sing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Oh, yeah. That chorus, because he soars. He soars on that chorus. It, yeah. It seems like I remember Nesbitt kind of playing a bit where he's not singing the whole thing at once. It's, it's so yeah, it's like, um, it's, pe- it's edited. Yeah, so it's it like sounds like he's singing it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it probably wouldn't have been so easy to do. So. Perhaps he wouldn't be able to do that on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kirsty, we both have the same number one as expected. I mean, easily. Yes, we do. Easily. I mean, it's Passchendaele. <laughs> yeah. That was very, like when I started looking through this list and I'm kind of like looking through it and going, okay, there's some, there's a few, I wouldn't call them clunkers in here, but there's a few that, you know, were easy to put at the bottom, but that was, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, well, I know what number one is and I know what number nine, 10 and 11 are. Let me figure out the rest of the order here. So sure. yeah, that is an incredible, incredible song. 
incredible song. Yeah, Adrian's first epic. Yeah, and that's... He an... thinks, oh, I might have a go at writing an epic, and then knocks it out of the park. And it really tells a story, and it's educational. It is, and that's another song that could have fit on A Matter of Life and Death, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, and those, any, the really detailed, and, and that song, because they did that song, and then Nesbitt talked about, on their episode where they talked about that song, he talked about a podcast that went into great, great detail about world war one. So I went and listened to that and it's just, you know, I went and listened to all, you know, it was, it was, a, it was like 25 hours of podcast about world war one, just to find the part about Passchendaele in there. And it was, yeah. Wow. I mean, what, what a, what a gut wrenching. Well, the whole world war one, Oh, cookie. Yes. It's cookie. Settle down cookie. <laughs> so, um, but the, you know that was just hearing the story of Passchendaele told by a scholar, you know, and then you hear it, and then you listen to the song. It even gives more weight to the song too. So, but yeah, so there's our, there is our Smith Harris, Smith Harris top eleven. So, and that's the only eleven. So, no, it's not because uh oh, you missed one off on the Smith Dickinson list. I did. But it's my it's my number eleven. What is, what what are, books in you? Oh wow! <laughs> I did leave it. Yeah, okay. By, um, That's going to be Smith my honorary Dickinson. number eleven immediately because there's nothing nothing on the Smith it's, Dickinson list touches hooks. In it's you. a horrible song, so yeah, we don't need really. <laughs> All right, so it's, it's not going to make the top ten, even if you remembered that it existed. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that that song still doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Either ever or what was it I said or Matt said ever or <laughs> or or, ever. or yeah. So let's just maybe it would have been better if it never existed. So, but I've seen some people say that that's oh I love hooks and you such a I've great seen that too. And I'm going. Speaking of that, let me. Let me it's odd because everything I don't like about it, like the raspy voice and the hideous lyrics. Oh it yeah. Could probably say about bring your daughter to the slaughter, which I really enjoy. Yeah, it's it's so, it's odd. Everyone's different. But, you know, but, like the chorus that hooks in the ceiling for that well-hung feeling, no big deal, no big sin. That's just kind of, I just don't like the, the, the melodies that he sings. very tattooed millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not a good thing. So, you know, you mentioned that uh, I put a poll out in the last day or two that'll be down by the time this episode comes out. And it's, I said... If you won a contest, and the only way you can win a contest, Kirsty, is to enter it, correct? Correct. Okay. So I said, if you won a contest and you got to choose one of these four albums, like Iron Maiden was going to call you on the phone and say, Kirsty, you won our contest. Here's four albums. Which four? Which one of these four do you want to hear? And I got I the- saw that and I voted. You did vote. And I voted as yeah. well. And, and but people are the people the, the classic era. I've gotten a few of these classic era fans that come on there, and they're like, um, "Somewhere in time, peace of mind, number of the beast." I'm just like, and every time I just keep responding, "Not an option, not an option." Yeah. Not an op and then a couple of the people I I started saying, "Why did you enter the contest?" 
I know, that was so funny. And I was hoping someone and would respond and go, this... None of them. And you're like, what, so you just turned down the chance to go and see him? Yeah, yeah, so basically, so one yeah. guy even said, I said, so you're going to just tell Steve Harris no? That you'd rather not hear any of these albums or any... I'm like, I just... Ultimately, whenever someone does that, I'm just thinking, look, it's a poll. If you don't want to, you know, oh, you know what that means, Kirsty? They're bigger Iron Maiden fans than we are. Because well, good luck to them. we don't have good taste <laughs> good in music. Know. That's what it is. We don't have good taste in Iron Maiden like they do. And I asked one guy on there earlier. I don't know who he is. I said, what? Because he said, these albums are all uh, mediocre. And I said, yeah. you know, and I know as soon as I read that, I know, okay, classic era guy, which is fine. I mean, he loves Iron Maiden some. He just doesn't love it all. I get it. So I said, well, what would you say is the last good Iron Maiden album to ever come out? Guess how far back he went. Did I see this? Because I want to say Killers. No, no, no. no, no. He said Somewhere in Time. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I'm going, okay, so Seventh Son, you know, I get the 90s stuff, you know. What we like yeah, to no, I saw someone say Killers as well the other day. Yeah, and, and he was good album. And I thought his response was was a little detailed though. He didn't just say Killers. Mm. He said he said, "Well, I never really got into him once Paul Diano left the band. I wasn't really into it." I was like, "Okay, that makes sense. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't yeah. like it." It's like me saying I like Aussie Sabbath, but I don't like Dio yeah. Sabbath, or which is fine. I mean, it's it's. I would probably be what you would call a classic era Sabbath fan at this point. I haven't gotten past it yet i'm working to yep, try i'm the same but it irritates me when i do a poll like that and i and people come on there and just be like oh they'll well no i, I, I don't want to hear none of them it, it's like if someone they'll ask a question on on twitter and they'll say hey um what's your favorite blaze bailey album you know and then they'll come in and go blaze sucks yeah like, there's no need you don't need to post things it's it, social media has given everybody a voice <laughs> To just yeah. say things that don't need to really be said. So, like, they can't walk on and go, eh, you know, what's your favorite kind of beef jerky? You know, I'm a vegetarian. Only losers eat meat, you know, something like I that. I am a vegetarian and I would have just scrolled past. Exactly. Oh, that's obviously not directed at me. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> hey, what's your favorite poison album? And you think I'm going to comment on that? Because as soon as I see it, I'm like, poison sucks. That's what I would think. But I'm just like, yeah. Why would I add that? You know, I mean, these people like poison. So, I just don't. So, okay. So, but yeah, I was thinking about that a minute ago. So, okay. So let's get into the, the we're going to, you know, Kirsty, you said a minute ago, there were 11 Smith Dickinson songs and um, mm-hmm. you're mistaken. There's only 10. There's only 10. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. You must have. Stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we're not going to refer to that as a song. Okay. So let's just, uh, let's just be. Let's just keep it real here. So, oh, sure. Okay, so I'll go first this time. Uh, yep. On the Smith Dickinson top ten, and this one was a little more difficult. I thought it was very difficult. I love them all. Now, I, but anyway, my number one. <laughs> I will say my number one was pretty quick when I looked through the list. My I immediately had my number one. Sure. Okay. I feel like I'm going to upset some people with some of my some of my ordering here, and it was difficult just because. There's just let's let's just you know I know the reactions will happen, 
They'll get over it. Just get into it. Well, when I say veil, part <laughs> of the veil is going to be you because I have a feeling you're going to not <laughs> like some of where I placed some of these. But, you know, it's which is why I wanted to I wanted a, a big time Adrian Smith fan. And, and Matt loves Adrian Smith, too. I mean, I know that. But you are on a whole other level. So, OK, so my number 10 in the Smith Dickinson. And it was hard for me to put this at number 10 because I really argued with my I had it higher when I started but I just thought speed of light is number 10 for me okay and I like speed well, of light a lot yeah I feel even worse about what I'm about to say <gasps> oh oh my gosh I know what it's gonna be already you do it's darkest hour. oh I was right and I'm really sorry Lord Andrew oh Andrew is going to you know what he lives on the same continent as you even though y'all are locked down yeah, and you can't he get can't in get here because the states are shut he might be able to sub he might he might do like an underground torpedo into your into your province over there or your state yeah, and, dig under the rubbish yeah, he will to come and get me you're about to you're about to be sitting there in here Custy. well I hope he brings a beer yeah. Oh, he he he'll bring you something with a lot of alcohol content. <laughs> oh my gosh! As soon as you said that, I thought she's going darkest hour. Wow. He'll be sat down with a stiff drink, hopefully, when he hears this. Yeah, I'll make sure and let him know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I I I contemplated darkest hour down there, and I just it, it, I don't know because I'll say this about Speed of Light. You know, that was the first single from Book of Souls, and I didn't listen to it. Before the album came out, I had, I bought the single because it came over here. It came with a t-shirt. And so I bought the single for the t-shirt. And then I just, I think I gave the single to somebody. I don't even think I have it anymore. But when I listen to that and Bruce is singing in the chorus, uh, I might say the wrong words, uh, shadows in the sun, we will not return. You know, when he's like yep. shadows in the sun. He, his voice is just wailing. And we know, you know, hindsight, for him, but was, you know, or hindsight for us, he came back from cancer and hearing him wail like that made me love that so much. Cause I just thought, wow, he sounds so powerful here and knowing he was dealing with cancer without even knowing it at the time. So that was awesome. So, um, now, um, let me ask you a quick question before I read my number nine, Kirsty. Yep. Are you sitting down? <laughs> Because I'm sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a stiff drink? <laughs> I've just got a glass of water. You know, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but you you told me a while back that you wanted to prove that you could keep up with the late night big boys. And so that's why I have you on because it's late night for me. But unfortunately, what time is it yeah, for it's you? Yeah, 1.26 p.m. <laughs> p.m. for you, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 11.26 on Saturday night. You're 1.26 on Sunday afternoon, so... Yeah. My number nine, Kirsty. Uh, hold on a second here. You know, there's no music on my episodes right now. So um let me just uh let me just do it like this, Kirsty. Okay, because you are sitting down. Let me make sure my volume is cranked up. And you are sitting down. So I am. I think you'll be need to be sitting down to know that this is my number um what did I say? Nine. The writing on the wall, Kirsty, is my... Oh, don't stop playing it. It's amazing. Okay. I knew it was going to be a number nine. I was sat down, but I was not shocked. We'll give it a second here. We'll give it a second here. 
There we go. Oh man, Kirsty, hearing this makes me think I should move it now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering if I should bump it up a little bit. Uh -oh. like anyway. You can't bump it higher than one, can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that even with that at number nine, this song, when I first heard it, when I first listened to the album a few times, this song sat pretty low for me. And every time I listened to the album, though, I like this song more. So. Okay. So that's my number nine, Kirsty. Well, I've got a song from Senjutsu at number nine as well. And it makes me think, well, maybe I'm not sure how I feel about the new album. Oh, wow. Now, because I've got Days of Future Past there. Oh, wow. And I wonder if what it is, is um, that I was very, very, very excited about the Swift Dickinson songs. And I might have thought perhaps they weren't as good as I thought they were going to be. Mm, okay. Still like it a lot, though. Okay, okay. Well, I'm, that, that does surprise me. That definitely surprises me. But these are all Smith Dickinson songs, so it's not like you're going, no, nah, yeah. I like the Smith Dickinson ones better. <laughs> so, Well, okay. That is, um, that's a little surprising for me. That one, that one's a little higher for me, obviously. Um, sure. Now, number eight, Kirsty, is a song that I got to hear live twice in the last uh, five or six months. Sun and Steel at number eight for me. Mm -hmm. And I like Sun and Steel a lot. And every one of these songs is really good. <laughs> so yep. none of these songs are like tears of a clown. So, so yeah, Sun and Steel at number eight for me. Okay. I've got Speed of Light at number eight. Okay. Okay. That's uh, I feel like yours is better placed than mine so far. That's I would have rather had Speed of Light at number eight, but okay. that's okay. That's okay. Uh, maybe next week when I do my uh, podcast, I'll rectify it and I'll I'll recant like I did <laughs> with Matt. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to change this up now, a week later. Sure. So number seven for me is your number 10, Darkest Hour. So I... Okay. And I felt, I didn't feel like that was, you know, it might be too high, actually. I'm looking at my list and I'm thinking, yeah, it's too high. Go ahead. Your number seven, Kirsty. <laughs> my number seven's "Death or Glory." Um, at first, when it first came out, it was like one of my favourite songs on Book of Souls. It's immediately accessible. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, singing about planes and war again. Always welcome. Yes, indeed. Okay. Now for my number six, we're going to go back to the Power Slave album. One of the only songs off the album that has never been played live. Back in the Village is my number six. Okay. Guess what mine is? Back in the Village. Yep. All right. We finally matched up on one here. So that's the first. We had we started the last list with a couple of matches, and so now it's our first yeah. matches at number six. So number five for me was your number seven, Death or Glory. Um, and my number five you've already had is Sun and Steel. Okay. And it may have got bumped up because you've been talking about it <laughs> so much lately. And it's, yeah. um, it's a really fun sing-along song. Oh, yeah. And Death or Glory I, 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 is, like you said, it's, it's, it's accessible. You know, the, the, a lot of people get annoyed or, or talk about it because, oh, they got that climb like a monkey part in it. And that doesn't bother me. I think it's, 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 it's either a good song or it's not a good song. And Maybe um, – 
what it got made into with the monkeys on the stage and the dance. Yeah, the monkey Maybe mask. Didn't and... Enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know who I bet really enjoyed that. Who? Wayne and Trevor. <laughs> Oh, yes. Like, you know Trevor enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> Climbing like a monkey. <laughs> yep. He probably responded to that similar to the way he would have responded to the prisoner. So. <laughs> That's around like a human. <laughs> okay. So that's number five. Okay. So number four, which is a song you've already mentioned, but is way higher for me than for you, was uh, Days of Future Past. I really, oh. I really uh, like Days of Future Past. It's it's short, it's punchy, it's quick. It's the shortest song on the new album too. So, um, so number four is Days of Future Past. What about you? Yeah, mine is also from Senjutsu, and it's a writing on the wall, which is one of my favorites. It's just so fun, makes me smile every time I play it. Which was all day on the day it came out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still not tired of it. <laughs> okay, so what that tells me is that we have the same top three because we, there's three songs that neither of us have named. And I'm wondering, yeah, will they match? Yeah. And I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm going to guess here. Uh, my number three, before I say my number th- three, I think, I don't think we're going to match up here. I think that I, I think our, we'll I have, I don't think we are. Okay, we'll see. Let's just see. Let's just see instead of me trying to analyze it and guess. My number yep. three. Yeah, I, I kind of like doing this. Let me let me get my phone here again. Let's see if I can. Uh, I didn't. I haven't played a lot of music, so let's play a little music here. Um, and here I'll, I'll say what it is before I before I play it without saying it. My number three is the very first song I ever heard by Iron Maiden. which I personally think based on that gasp, especially is my number three. Really? Yeah. Okay. We had a match. I was not expecting that. I was really thinking that might be your number one, but now I'm now I am. I'm not a hundred percent positive, but I'm pretty positive that we are going to have the same Number two and number one. So I'm excited to find out. Yeah. So, um, my number, well, this is kind of a, how do I say this Kirsty without giving it away before I hit the play button? (laughs) My number two, I'm not saying the name of the song yet, but my number two Smith Dickinson song Minutes. You know the you know the rest. Kirsty. Yes. That's my number two as well. Oh hot dog. That's amazing. There we go. So Kirsty, so, what is our number one? Our number one is Moonchild. And when I looked at it, I just thought, wow, like that's my number one easy. Yeah, I put it number one first and ended the rest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, um, it was the first show, um, first Iron Maiden show I went to was Seventh Son. I was so. I was thinking that. I was thinking that because yeah. the other day I was chatting with some people and someone said, I wish I could have seen Moonchild played live. And I said, that's the only song I've ever seen Maiden open two different shows with, two different tours. Mm. So 
Did you see the what tour was it? The one in twelve? What were they calling the Made in England? Did you see that tour? No, no. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Did you only see one? So somewhere back in time, though. Okay, so they oh that was their encore on that on that show. Yeah. Excellent, man. That, and that was the one where they where Adrian played it instead of yeah, that's right. Yeah, that would have been really pretty exciting. Yes, indeed, that would have been awesome to see. I like. Do you prefer that to the original, or do you prefer because you've seen both? You've seen them play it as they exploded onto the stage in nineteen. Did you see it in eighty eight as well? Yes. Okay, so you saw it in eighty eight. You saw in eighty eight and two thousand and eight. And so, which do you? Which did you prefer? Which which of the which Moonchild did you prefer seeing? I mean, yeah, surely my very first time yeah. is going to have more of an impact right. on me. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed getting the chance to see them again on Somewhere Back in Time. So when you saw them on Somewhere Back in Time, and they go off stage, they're coming back for their encore. How shocked were you that it was that it was Moonchild? Well, yeah, um, it's back in the day you didn't know what it was going to be, so it's man really special to. That really is. That really is. I, I, yeah. And that's such an, to me, yeah, when I was looking through this list, I just, it's, it's such an incredible song and, and, and two minutes is, is an incredible song too. So, and if I look at this list, you know, Flight of Icarus, I like it a lot, but I could honestly yeah. see moving Flight of Icarus down and putting, uh, God, I hate to say my number 10 that I put on here, Speed of Light or Riding on the Wall, I could almost see one of them moving up that high. I, 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 Absolutely. We've, we've always said this is a moving list. It is. It really is. <laughs> but Moonchild isn't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, Moonchild's not going anywhere. Probably not Two Minutes to Midnight either. Those are probably the two that are hammered and, and, and chiseled in stone here. So, So we had, on this list, we had four matches. We had Moonchild. Two Minutes to Midnight, Flight of Icarus, and Back in the Village at number six. And on the other list, we had Passchendaele at number one, and we had When the River Runs Deep at 10 and Tears of a Clown at 11. So that's what, three, seven matches total? That's that's not bad. Seven out of 22. That's not too bad. So, wow. Oh, well, you know what? How about, how about people, if I put Kirsty on the spot right now, maybe, 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 hold on. For a change? Yeah, this is going to be a really easy one. We're going to do one more list, Kirsty, and there's only three songs in this list, and all three of these songs okay. appear on the 1986 album, Somewhere in Time, and they're all written oh. by one person. Oh, too hard. <laughs> so what, what order would you put Wasted Years, The Sea of Madness, and Stranger in a Strange Land in? No, probably the opposite of you. Uh, um, yeah. I put Sea of Madness number three. Okay. Stranger in a Strange Land number two. Okay. Um, because Wasted Years has to be number one. Yeah, I, I'm thinking for me, and part of it, it's hard because I, I think for me the Wasted Years has a, a large overkill factor. That, yeah. But here's the thing. But imagine if you had a break from that, or, or you might remember back to when you heard it from for the first time. You know, but. For me, I, I I really when I think back, I I feel like I've always been okay. I've always kind of had similar tastes in music as far as what I liked and what I didn't like back then, mostly. 
You know, every now and then yeah. you might have a song where you go, oh, I didn't like this song. I didn't like Back in the Village back when I heard it, but now I really love it. Mm-hmm. But I've always loved that Sea of Madness started and is a heavier song. You know, it yeah. just like pounds in immediately. And um, the difference in these three songs, the biggest di- actually the, the biggest difference to me for Wasted Years and Stranger in a Strange Land from Sea of Madness is that both of those songs have very aggressive, iconic Adrian solos in them. And Sea of Madness does not have that. Sea of Madness is, an aggress- is a more aggressive sounding song. Yes, there would be a lot of um, lot of talk in my Adrian Smith group, which would disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, <laughs> I'm on a, um, okay, our, our mutual friend that you introduced me to, Chris. Yes. He added me to part of some chat texting group or something. No, it's a Facebook chat or something. And it's 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 multiple people that I don't know who they are. It's, there's a few that I know of that I've had on the podcast and then there's a couple that I don't know that I've had on that I haven't had on. And when and and I don't really I just don't have time to get involved in the comp and this stuff cuz I'm either working or if I'm home I'm with my family or Yeah on the podcast. So I read a lot. I read it every now and then I'll go through and scroll and real fast and read. And when I read through there, when they get real Adrian centric, I mean, it's like, like, okay. Like Chris. Okay. Chris struggles. And this is my personal opinion. So if I'm wrong, Chris, if you do listen to this, which you probably will, cause I'm sure Kirstie will tell you about it. I feel like he, because he likes Adrian so much that everything else is second place. Like on the new album. Okay, let me ask you this. On the new album, Stratego and uh what's the other one? Um um that's written with Yannick, uh The Time Machine. Oh, the t- Time Machine. Do you think either of those songs are better than any of the three Smith Dickinson songs? Yes, I do. Do you think Okay. <laughs> do you think The Time Machine is better than any of the Smith Dickinson songs? Yes, okay. I love the time machine. Because I I haven't asked Chris, but I feel like Chris yeah. Chris would say "Darkest Hour" is better than any other song that wasn't written by Adrian on the album, no matter what, just because he's so yeah. in tune with. And I, in a way, I feel bad for I feel bad for somebody like that because I'm like, you didn't get into Iron Maiden because of Adrian Smith, even though he kind of did because he saw the way I think he saw the Trooper and heard the solo, but. If the if the if the song wasn't good, you wouldn't have made it to the so you wouldn't have heard a solo in that song from Adrian, right? Yeah. So I feel, but I, I feel like he's almost kind of cornered himself, and I think he's almost. I think I want to say he's told me that a little bit, but he still loves Maiden. But I I I feel bad because I feel like he's. I don't know. I mean, maybe just not necessarily him. Just in general, someone that like a, like, and he's not a classic era fan, obviously, but any of these classic era fans, I feel sorry for them because I feel like you're really missing out on a lot, a lot. I mean, there's some yeah. fantastic songs on this new album. There's fantastic songs on the final frontier. There's fantastic songs on dance of death. There's fantastic songs on book of souls. And these guys are just going, uh, oh, there's, it's just all mediocre. I'm like, go listen to the album. Oh, did I unplug myself? Oh, nope. Go listen to the album 10 times. And then tell me that there's not any good songs on it. 
I think sometimes with the more modern stuff, you do have to work a little bit at it. You do. But as a fan, you know that it's going to be worth giving it a few goes because sometimes you don't get into these songs straight away. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I didn't like um, Face in the Sand at first. Oh, wow. And the other week when you said, like, what was my top three of Dance of Death that was in there? Yeah. So because I knew, just play it again. Sometimes they don't hit you straight away, like maybe... Like maybe Age of Innocence? <laughs> Age of Innocence? Yeah. Age, I don't think... I think I liked Age of Innocence more the first time I heard it than I've ever liked it since. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah, that's It's going away from me. Yeah. On the new album... Okay, because because these are the two most recent ones. I, I have the same experience <clears throat> with both of them. I, I waited until the albums were out and sat down by myself and listened to them. Do you remember thinking that the first time you heard Sinjutsu, it was a lot easier to really think, oh, wow, this is an incredible album than it was with Book of Souls? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got to the end and I was like, there was nothing in there I didn't like. Yeah, okay, same um, But the parchment I found was quite long and it kind of lost me on the first listen. Yeah. And I was like, am I still listening to the same song? Yeah, um, yeah. And I wasn't, sh- I wasn't sure if I liked it and I thought, this is probably going to be the one. <laughs> the one I'm not sure if I like. They quite often end up being quite high up on my list. So I didn't want to say anything at the time. I remember looking at my watch while it was playing, going, man, there's a lot. Of, I remember, you know, kind of thinking this long. And I also remember thinking, man, there's a lot of words in this song. Yeah. Like it just seemed like he would sing a verse and then another. And it just was verse after verse after verse after verse. And I was just like, wow, this is long. I still feel like I'd knock a couple of verses off, but that's maybe not doing credit to what the story is. Yeah, you know, I I feel like for me, the the two that I struggle with the most are the parchment and death of the Celts. Uh, and and I personally, I'm, it's hard to say. Sometimes I think I like death of the Celts more. I definitely yeah. like the intro better. The bass intro, I think the, it's a very nice bass intro that he does on, um, you know, hold on a second here. We're, we're in a modern world here. I can, uh, death of the, the, the bass, little bassy intro he does on Death of the Celts here. That thing there? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome sounding. You know, and I know people, I know people get to the, the whole thing that sounds like the clansman a bit or clansmany you know or or like james said it's celtic you know yeah and i get that that they don't but I, i'm like that whole intro compared to this intro but when the guitar comes in right there and it starts it starts yes, building. Great intro. Yeah, it starts building that vibe. Mm. But I, I think I, I don't. It's hard. I, I still don't know which one I like better because I go back and forth when I hear the album. But yeah, but I, I do remember the same thing, feeling like yeah, I'm lost in a lost world. I really liked the intro, and then I, I wasn't really sure I liked the rest of the song. That one's been the biggest grower for me. Okay. Oh gosh, that I remember hearing that and just being blown away. And that was cool to hear what Bruce said on that interview about the layering of his vocals. But that yeah, it sounds great. Oh yeah, I really like it a lot. Um, 
Well, we've covered now. Oh, I didn't give you my list of the Adrian songs, actually. Let me do my. <laughs> I think I would say, I think I would go. I think I would go Sea of Madness one. Oh, I'm sorry. Reverse order. Um, sorry, counselor. Um, forget that part. We've ruined it now. I've ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'm going to say, hold on. You know what? I'm going to shock the world right now, Kirsty. At number three, <laughs> hold on, I just got to do it. I just got to do it, Kirsty, because I know you're sitting down and I know you got a stiff drink and all that, but at number three, <laughs> and then very closely at number two. And then my number one, of course. I just love the intensity. Mm. It's just it's quick, and then the drums are. I'll turn it down a little bit. You can't hear it. And then you hear a bass right here. Yep, that's three. That's absolutely brilliant song. Oh yeah. I, I I just and you know the way the way Bruce sings those. Uh, you know when he's like, "Oh, my eyes they see, but I can't believe," and all that. I just think the and the yeah. I think the chorus is, you know, "Wasted Years" is a more happy chorus, and I think that's why I put it. It's more. It's got more happy. Even though the lyrics aren't happy, the the way the melodies were written are more happy sounding, and yeah. I and I just don't go for the happy vibe as much. And I think it's weird to think that I've always felt that way. Even you know what? How far are we now from that? Thirty six years ago. Golly. But I, I think I feel the same way. Like when I hear that and I, and I hear wa- – and Wasted Years, is, I like Wasted Years, you know, so. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> That's the only way I can keep Kirsty on the podcast here. <laughs> no, I do like that song. It's – I mean, there's not even, – even a song like The Apparition has some quality to it that, you know, it's, it's a humorous quality, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I guess – that takes care of all of our lists, our Smith Harris, Smith Dickinson, and Smith. So, but I guess, Kirsty, I want to tell you thank you for coming on. I know it was, um, I contacted you last night about it and you were, yeah, you were gracious. And you know what? <laughs> it's um, always a real treat to get 24 hours notice instead of like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Matt only got like an hour and a half last time. So, <laughs> yeah. But, Yes, I do appreciate though you you know coming on and 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 doing this because it's always it's always fun it's always fun to chat. So let me think here. I guess with all of that said, um, on behalf of myself, on behalf of Kirsty, Princess of Oxfordshire, from Iron Maiden, from Eddie. And from the boys. Good night. All right. Kirstie, that's going to be the shortest episode. Since I did my Iron Maiden story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's funny. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, that grumble, give a whistle. And 
This'll help things turn out for the best And always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten There's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps Don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle That's the thing Always look on the bright side of life It's quite absurd And death's the final word You must always face the curtain with a bow Forget about your seat Give the audience a grin Enjoy it, it's your last chance and out So always look on the bright side of death I just 